It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. The topic always seems to come back to men, dating, passion, what our needs are, what they don't get, and where I am in the realm of things, wondering if you are in the same place. I'm just at that point. I changed my whole profile last night because I'm at that point. You know that place in your head where you start to second-guess yourself and second-guess everybody else in the world around you? The place where you start cutting people loose and you wonder if it's worth it. It becomes more aggravation than anything else. So before I go on, if you do like this podcast or any of my Sugar Mom podcasts, please subscribe because this way I don't have to chase you. It'll just come to you. You see, it's so much easier than having to look it up every Tuesday. And Thursdays this whole month, I've been re-releasing Lemons to Lemonade, which is my story of surviving ovarian cancer. Twice. Yay, me. But it's more about me telling you the things I went through. It's not maudlin and it's not depressing. It's uplifting. It's trying to get you to go to the goddamn doctor and not avoid because there are no symptoms of ovarian cancer. But if you don't have your physical every year, you'll never know if you're sick. So take a listen to that on Thursdays, if you will. I'd appreciate it. It makes me feel good to be able to do something that makes a difference in your life. Okay? So it's purely selfish. (laughs) And I call it lemons to lemonade. And as long as I have you here, if you like anything that I've been talking about, let me know. Because I want to stay on the right track. And the only way I can do that is if you tell me what you like and what you don't like. I'm done rambling. Now, to the topic at hand. Once we make that decision that our marriage is just not going to cut it, that we don't want to be stuck like this forever... I mean, and that's a heavy-duty decision. And we work at it, and we try, and we talk, and we bring in counseling, and we talk to the kids, and we put ourselves in positions where we'll try new sexual escapades or we'll go away for a weekend with our husbands. And after all is said and done, and we have put our hearts on the line, tried everything, and come to the decision that, no, it's just not going to work. We wind up here. No, most often there's nobody else we leave to be with. We just leave because we've had enough. We want me time. We want to be able to look around, search, see if there's anything that we deserve that we've been deprived of for all of these years. It doesn't mean we love our children any less, our families any less, Or, you know, it might mean that we're just not in love with our husbands. And do you want to be married to somebody that you just love at this age? I don't think so. So, again, here we are. We are on the other side of the fence. We've crossed into the the outside-the-box world. And we're trying to make heads or tails of it. What I'm gathering is... In the beginning, we join these dating sites that we feel 
imbecilic in doing because we can't believe we've put ourselves in a position now to have to do this kind of stuff because we don't know how to meet people. People don't do blind dating anymore because nobody cares that you are available. Everybody's into their own worlds now. There are no more block parties. I mean, I can't remember the last time I went to a block party while married. I remember as a kid or maybe as a newlywed that those things went on. But nobody cares about you the way you do. And that's not being selfish. It's just a reality. Remember the days when you were a kid and your parents would have a single friend and you'd hear your mom talking to your dad saying, you know, I bet you she'd be great with your friend Bill. Or John would love Darlene. And they were always trying to fix people up. Now, I don't know if it's because they couldn't stand the fact that they had single friends. <laughs> that might have been purely selfish-based. Or if they were genuinely trying to make somebody happy by an introduction. All I know is it doesn't happen anymore. So it's all on us. Once we make that leap, we have to hold on to our faith. Our faith in ourselves that we can meet somebody. That there is somebody. But the amount of hoops we have to jump through, I sometimes wonder... After all these years, and I'm still jumping through hoops, was I better off staying married and being miserable or copacetic? Maybe that's the word I should use instead of miserable. Or am I better off in this challenging situation where I am constantly meeting new people to the point that I don't even remember who I've gone out with? I couldn't tell you one man's name what he has done for a living, when I saw him or where we went to eat. I mix them all up. It's not like I can take a steno pad with me or talk into my recording device to remind myself of where and who I've been with on a certain date. That's a bit rude, but it's worse to not remember. You find yourself on these dating sites and if the dating site had any proper etiquette, if you have already contacted the person that's picture is on your site, wouldn't they darken the picture so that they would give you a heads up not to reach out to them again? Save you some embarrassment or him for that matter? I've done that several times and it only makes sense because obviously the person I've reached out to is someone that is attractive to me in one way, shape or form. So let's get down to the brass tacks, as I say. <laughs> Here's my deal. I've been dating for years. I found a couple of people that I was steady with. They both turned out to be, there are no descriptive words. Let's just put it that way. I've let it go. It's over. They're done. I'm done. I've moved on. And now here I am in this position again. And I bet you, you're in the same boat unless you're one of the lucky ones that found somebody, because the second time around is always the better relationship. Because, you know, we learn so much from the first time. I didn't call it the first mistake, because for years it wasn't a mistake. It was perfect. It's the way things were supposed to be. But we outgrow each other, especially with all the kids and the carpooling. And, you know, I've said it before. 
How many sports can you have your child involved in that allow you personally to have a life of your own? We were crazy. I had my kids doing five different things per kid times five. That's 25 things a week. Where do I fit into that schedule aside from behind the wheel of the car? Now, that stress I felt trying to get from point A to point B, from dance to soccer to football to whatever, is nothing compared to the aggravation I feel while meeting these guys. Now, tell me if you agree. One of the things that really pisses me off, and this is why I will not give my phone number out to anyone if I can help it, is the fact that they will take my phone number or they will take keywords from my profile and they'll Google me or they'll try and find me in some way. And once they do, they see that I'm in radio, that I've written a book called The Diary of a Sugar Mom. Do they know what a sugar mom is? Hell no. Are they headline readers? Yes. Do they want to meet me because they're curious? Hell yes. Because my profile is provocative. And I make it that way because I'm trying to weed out the guys that are religious because it's just not my thing. And weed out the guys that are prim and proper because I'll walk all over them and they won't know which way to run. So I make it a little edgy on purpose. It's not like I'm trying to be something I'm not. It is who I am. And the right guy for me also has an edge to him and won't hold my past that he doesn't even have a clue about over my head because of a headline that he's read. I went out with somebody the other night. We had a really nice time. I liked him. I found him to be very entertaining. And at the end of the night, he looks at me and he says, so uh, I you know, glanced around and, and looked up your name. And I said, oh, you did. I specifically said to you ahead of time when you offered me your name and said to feel free and look at your LinkedIn or your Facebook page, I said to you, no, I don't do that. I'd rather meet somebody face to face. Remember I said that? And he says, yes, yes, I remember you saying that. And I said, I guess the same doesn't apply to you. You like to look ahead. And he goes, well, yeah, I like to know what I'm getting myself into. I said, well, what did you get yourself into? What did you read? Well, I mean, I read a little bit of your, that blog thing you do. I said, the blog thing. Hmm, let me think. Did it start with an S and end with an M, as in sugar mom? And he goes, yeah, 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 I think that's what it was. I said, you know, that's what it was. Are you the type of man that reads a newspaper that starts from the back and works his way forward? Instead of reading the proper way from the front to the back, are you the kind of guy that only reads the headlines and assumes the rest of the story? Oh, no, 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 no. I said, oh, so what did you listen to or what did you see? Well, he says, I heard, you know, a bit of a piece of something that you recorded. And I said, a piece. And now I'm thinking in my head, if this guy didn't listen to the whole thing, why in the world would I even want to go out with him? Now it's about my creative. And I'm aggravated as shit that anybody could sit there and tell me they heard a p. 
piece of a piece. Are you kidding me? He says, I think it was called, uh, and he pretended like he was thinking about it. He said, what? And I said, oh, yes, that was a good one. (laughs) And it was about a date, I went on. And now it's like flashing through my head. This guy is worried that I'm going to talk about him on a podcast. And at that moment, I thought to myself, it never even crossed my mind to talk about this date. I don't do that. I don't go out with people just so I can create podcasts. I'm going out with someone to try and find that guy. Don't you? You don't go out with somebody to come home and talk to your girlfriend about him, right? We're trying to find the appropriate partner. But the minute he said he listened to a piece of the podcast, I knew, number one, he was either lying through his teeth or, two, he was just curious to see the woman behind the creation. Or, number three, he read the whole thing, but he was a nervous wreck that I was going to talk about him in a podcast. So I decided to go with number three. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I mean, if you can't have a sense of humor and appreciate a creative woman who is outside the box but doesn't want to ever hurt a flea, then you deserve to be talked about in a podcast. How's that? (laughs) I know, I know. There's just something wrong with me. I get it. But I'm really genuine, just like you. I just say it out loud. You just bottle it up. And between the two of us, you're the one that's going to have the stroke, not me. Unless you turn it around and just open your mouth and talk like me. I'm serious. I just rolled my eyes at myself. I pictured every one of you just looking at me like tilting your heads like the RCA dog. Anyway, here's the dilemma. I'm at that point where I'm on dating sites and guys will come on strong and I will reply when I see somebody that has something interesting to say or looks to be within my realm of what I'm looking for. And I'll be the first one to say, Let's get off the site and go have a drink because I don't want endless texting. I just don't. I have too many things to do in a day than to sit there and text you back and forth and back and forth through a profile. Man, I used to want to know what the sex was like right up front. No kidding. Because if you don't like the sex, why keep going? Now I'm at the point where I'm not even thinking about the sex because I can't even get past the fact that I don't like their personality. How bizarre is that? If these guys only knew that if they treated me properly and didn't do this Google bullshit or lead me on after text after text, they might have gotten laid. You know, they may have gotten lucky, but it's just not happening now because I'm tired of it. It's like being that hamster in the hamster cage. You know that thing they run in circles in? That's what I feel like. It's bizarro world. I went out with a guy a couple nights ago that obviously was going out just too soon after a breakup. It was just clear as day, very apparent, right in my face. Broke up with her a month ago. I looked at him like he was nuts. But at the same time, I understand what it is to try and move on and move ahead and pray to God you find somebody to get you out of this funk that you're in. I've done it too. But 
there comes a point where you have to pay the piper and the piper is you. You have to own up to the fact that no, emotionally, you're not ready. There are still too many loose ends that need to be tucked in. And I gave him a lot of credit for making the attempt. But I knew while sitting there talking to him, it was like talking to a blank wall. He might have been hearing me, but I think he was storing it up for later so he could press the repeat button because I didn't seem to be getting through at the moment. Just another episode, another date. I think I'm just at the point where I'm wondering if it's better to be alone. The only one I have to answer to is me. Even though I don't mind answering to somebody else, if they are who they say they are, that's the biggest problem. Nobody admits to being who they are. It's not that they're trying to be someone else on the dating site. It's when I meet them, I'm perceptive enough to know whether you are who you are trying to say you are to my face or you're lying to yourself. I know the difference. I do it too. But I make a conscientious effort to be honest when I am with that person. And if I have a flaw, I'm going to tell you I have this flaw so that you can make your mind up right then and there and deal with me the way I am or decide to say thank you very much. It's been nice. On to, you know, date number gazillion, 500 million, bazillion, 12. (laughs) Why... Do so many people want to go on so many dates? I don't feel like I look bad. I'm not misrepresenting myself on the site. I'm not lying about my age. I now have changed my profile to include the fact I have a podcast called Sugar Mom. This way, if they want to Google ahead, go for it, my friend. Take a listen and see if you can deal with the woman who's putting this stuff out. Because if you can't, don't write me. I'm not going to soften up. (laughs) This is me. I'm very, very soft with the right person. Just like you. If you meet the right guy, aren't you just like putty? Like all you want him to do is keep his arms around you and keep you safe? Well, you know, I'm the same thing. It's just I do this, you know, on the side. I would much prefer to talk about something else. But this is forefront in my mind, and I can't find anything else that's more relevant. So I told you I went on this cruise for a week by myself. I took my work with me. I didn't eat dinner with anybody. I didn't dance with anybody. I did it all by myself, and I was fine. I had a really good time. I really, really did. And I am going to do it again. Not soon, but in a couple of months, I'm definitely going again. But in the back of my mind, I book a cruise for two. I pay for it myself. And I'm secretly still hoping. Hope is a really powerful drug. As I've mentioned several times, the best drug on the market keeps me hoping that I'll find that other person that might want to go on the cruise with me. I hope even more that if he wants to go with me, he'll pick up the whole tab. What kind of man would fall in my lap that would do something like that? A man who's a real man, somebody that wants to take care of me. 
Why isn't there someone that just wants that responsibility? And I don't mean financially, and I don't mean making every decision in my life. Just somebody that is genuinely concerned enough, emotionally involved with me, that wants to step out on that limb and offer me an arm or a hand. That's all I want. Someone that's my equal, he could even be smarter. Isn't it better for you if you're with a man that you can look up to or feel proud of? That's what I mean. Like if a man said to me, you're going on a cruise by yourself? Hell no. I'm coming with you. I'm picking up the tab and we're going to have the time of our lives. How would you like to hear those words? I mean, that would take a special guy. A strong man. Somebody that knows how to work me or how to work you. Isn't that what we want? To feel that security. Oh, where are they? So the latest is I did change my profile. I changed it up and I said, all right, I'm at the point where I'm skeptical with these sites. And I'm just going to put it out there and tell you so that you don't have to Google me anymore. I do a podcast called Sugar Mom. I speak to women, but men like to listen to. Because what man out there doesn't want to know what's going on inside a woman's mind? Come on, tell the truth. And then I said, my pictures are 100% spot on. They're recent. I'm a cancer survivor twice. And I'm proud of myself. And I'm doing really well. I said, I'm the VP of a division for a major broadcast company. So now what I have done is put enough information into this profile to make all men that are nowhere near my level run for the freaking hills. Because you've got to be strong in order to handle someone like me. That's if they read it. There's the other problem. The guys that are just looking at pictures. The headline readers. How far are you going to get with me if you only look at my pictures? It's just craziness. The whole world is craziness, this dating scene. I sounded just like my mother just now. <laughs> I could picture her shaking her finger at me. So that's where I am. I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm still very friendly. And this morning I looked at the couple, three sites that I'm on, and I had more than I've ever seen. More responses, more messages. Now, how is that possible? These must be the thrill seekers, the ones that want to see if they can conquer the mountain. <laughs> I don't know. I used to say that I think like a man, and now I'm really unsure. I don't know what they're thinking anymore. What does somebody want at this age? What do you want? Leave me a note. Please, I would love to know what is it that you're looking for. As a woman, when you go out on one of these dates, what is in your bucket list for the perfect man? And if you're listening as well, Mr. Man, I'd like to hear your perspective. What are you looking for? Maybe I could start my own little dating game here on the podcast. I'd also like to welcome you to come on as a guest. If you're interested and you'd like to tell your side what you're looking for, what you want to do, who you want to be with when you grow up, 
Let's bring you on. I won't badger you. I'm a very good interviewer because I listen more than I talk when I'm not by myself. I promise. I'll be gentle. We don't even have to use your name. Promise. <laughs> you can reach me here on iTunes. Just, you know, leave a little comment under there. And uh, you could leave me your email or you can reach me at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if you agree with me. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I don't mind being told if it is. You know, everybody needs to learn. Everybody needs to own up to who they are. And if they need to change, well, I will admit that I need to change. But I would love to hear other perspectives. Robin Marshall, sugar mom at gmail.com. If you'd like to come on board or just talk to me, you'd be my guest. And I don't fight. This is the Sugar Mom Podcast, and I'm Robin Marshall. And if you haven't subscribed by now, please do. It's so much easier that way because then I just come to you every week. I just pop up in your smartphone. It's as easy as that. I hope you have a wonderful day. And don't forget to listen on Thursday for Lemons to Lemonade. I'm up to episode three, so if you've missed one and two, you can download them for free. It's very important. If you have anybody you know that is suspecting that they don't feel well or there's something wrong, have them listen to this podcast series. It's so important for you to not think that nothing can happen to you. I was the epitome of perfect health, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Never saw it coming. Luckily, I caught it in time. Ovarian cancer. But I didn't have anybody to forewarn me like I'm trying to do for you. I really do care. And that is the truth. But I'm here to talk to if you're suffering from anxiety as to whether you're, you have it or you don't have it or you feel there's something that's out of whack, just write me right there on the podcast and I'll get back with you. You have my word. So that's Thursdays. It's lemons to lemonade. And then every Tuesday you'll hear me here ranting and raving as Sugar Mom. Robin Marshall, over and out. XOXO. A Westwood One podcast production.